So here I am, doing everything I can, holding on to what I have, <laughs> pretending I'm a superman, I'm trying to keep the ground on my feet, it seems the world keeps falling down around me, but I'm, <laughs> I'm so confused, got a lot to do, sometimes I want to throw it all away. <laughs> Hello. Hell yeah! Uh, and welcome, everybody, to another installment of the TPS Reports <laughs> podcast. <laughs> have I done that before? You had to have. Yeah, sure? and you tried way too hard to make it emo because it just is emo. Yeah, you could have just played it. Uh, how's everybody doing? TPS Reports. And we bet. And we bet. Should and I do a bet. different one? Puffing on zooties. I mean, it was either Superman or puffing on the zooties. <laughs> puffing on zooties. <laughs> if you have to ask, <laughs> Urban Diction. <laughs> zooties. The act of smoking a dark strand of weed. The act? So it's puffing on We're the puffing, puffing of? Yeah. That's it? It's just, it's just weed? I don't remember this song in the Tony Hawk soundtrack. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's <laughs> a slow release. This is our new show prep. <clears throat> Extended release, whoopee. Before we started, I filled up. What do we have? <laughs> so many. Two. Eight? Eight whoopees. <laughs> Let's just just do them all right now. Rapid fire. Let's go. We'll do the uh, no, grand no, finale of the fireworks first no, no, thing. No, 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 no. We got to save this. All right. Um, first things first. Last week, what did we forget? Um, I we, forgot. we forget something every week. I was sick, and I forgot to mention that it was COVID instead of that it wasn't. Hell yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> that was definitely COVID. We eat that shit for <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> um, I forgot to mention... When I recommended the Little Brother album, The Minstrel Show. Yeah. Do you know it's hosted by Chris Hardwick? No. Yeah. And they even say in the beginning, now your host, Chris Hardwick. And I was like, must be a guy with a different. No, that sounds a like a black Chris dude's Hardwick. name. Yeah. Exactly. And I was like, it even kind of sounds like Didn't a black Didn't he play dude. ball for the Pistons in like 89? Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick. It sounds like a hard black dude name. I was like, no way it's the talking dead nerdist guy. And it is? I Turns no out clue. it is the Talking Dead Nerdist guy. I found a tweet from uh, 2011. He's responding to somebody. They said, hey, Nerdist, is that you hosting the minstrel show on Little Brother's second album? He said, tis I, Fontigolo rules. Hell yeah. Okay. I mean, uh... Hell yeah! Also, uh, remember Cockboy? Yeah. Cockboy hit me up. Cockboy 12? Cockboy 12. Yeah. It's not just Cockboy. He even said... I didn't see the first 11. <laughs> he said, by the way, it's Cockboy 12. He knew to add the 12. So Cockboy 12 was like one of our earliest, um, I don't know, stands. Just like online comments, every video comments. Back in the YouTube DM, era. DM, Facebook, everything. The was, strictly YouTube era. Let's just say he's a big fan. Cockboy. 
Uh, so how, what's he up to? <laughs> How's Cockboy Twelve doing? I don't know. I didn't. We didn't expound a whole lot. He just said it was him. That was it. Hey, what's up? <laughs> it's Cockboy. The end. Uh, I didn't. I don't know where it is. But you know, we caught up a little bit. It was nice. Shout out. Cockboy. He, he didn't reach out to you. Well, that's kind of bogus. Wow. I wasn't offended until you pointed that out. <laughs> Cockboy. Um. Whatever. I got Vag Girl hitting me up. That's chill. <laughs> Vag Girl six. Vag Girl thirteen. <laughs> Oh uh, boy! Yeah, I had COVID. That was that was COVID. It's whatever. Yeah, it's just cold, right? Yeah, but I did notice that uh, even last week recording it, it was like waiting until I was um, feeling good enough to record. But I was still not feeling good all last week, and then several times I thought that there was something like unique about that cold, where I was like, "This isn't how I feel. This particular feeling is not something I associated with other colds." Right. Like. Uh, like dizziness, for lack of a better word. Like when I was when I go outside and walk Archie, I would like feel woozy. You know, in like black sheep, where the the cabin tilts on the mountain and they're like walking going, at a. I was going scream, but like they're walking at like a twenty degree <laughs> angle uh, in the cabin. Yes. It felt like I was walking on like a t- twenty degree slant, like my equilibrium was off. Right, and I was like, if I just have a head cold, that's weird. That I feel like almost like off balance a little. <laughs> um, but no, I mean it hit me everywhere. It start. Let's let's just say the Carolina Reaper shot was that that was all done by the time we got home because it was it was that was the Friday night thing and then Saturday at the show the Reaper shot was shooting out of my butt mm-hmm. just flamethrower butt and then we got home Sunday and then it was Monday where that other like gastrointestinal maybe the Carolina Reaper fest. pepper had COVID like I said it. it didn't have uh it didn't help matters maybe it kickstarted things maybe that was a a COVID Reaper shot. Uh, but yeah, it started with just belly stuff, and then it turned into like I had a, I have terrible allergies anyways, so I always assume, especially this time of the season, you know, seasons are, weather's yeah. changing and it's springtime. I'm like, I assume it's allergies because I always get that congestion and runny nose and all that shit. But allergy pills did nothing, and the the Sudafed I take for sinus pressure did nothing, and like all of my normal go tos didn't work, so it seemed like maybe it was something else. But uh, no, I was feverish. The body aches. That's another thing I don't really get when I have just a cold like i would wake up and my whole body like my bones and joints were all sore and i would mm-hmm. just kind of lay there just feeling shitty for like 10 extra minutes like ah uh, why and then it would kind of dissipate over the course of the day but um no i took a, a, a covid test that was negative like the day we got back and then i, I kind of felt like and it was negative and i'm like if i would have taken it any other day tuesday wednesday thursday friday i feel like it would have been positive saturday and then, perhaps sunday even happy days <laughs> <laughs> uh but my girlfriend got sick and she tested um after she confirmed she had a fever right. and she definitely had covid and she definitely got it from me um but no i was like i was wiped out dude all i could do this whole past week it was just a wash it was watching tv and falling asleep on and off like on the couch that was and sounds I don't. Like, I'm not. I don't. Sounds take, like the dream. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> I don't take naps. Like generally, it's the best sickness. I wake up in the morning and then I go to bed like late. You know, I don't. I'm not. I don't yeah. take afternoon naps. That's not a thing. I do if I every if I get single high day last week. I was morning. like, I'd be up for three hours and I'd be like, that's it for now. I'm going back to sleep for three hours. So hell yeah, I did nothing but rest. Hell yeah, and watch TV and because uh, I couldn't breathe for three days. But that's how I flu, cold, allergies. My sinuses are dog shit. I think I should just go to an ENT and be like, what's wrong with my face? Right. Why is there always crud we in there? We were talking in uh, Colorado. I just have this fantasy. Scrape me out. I wish they could. this was a procedure. 
Like in movies when there's like a robo person, they can like, they open their face like a cabinet door, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. <laughs> just Westworld your face off? Open my face and just scrape out all that gook that must be in there. I think I that is a thing it. they can do. Not like take your face off like a mask, but they can. They can take get in there. Take my face off. And that's why the ear, nose, throat doctors are all under one umbrella, because I think it's all connected to your sinuses and all those holes lead back into, oh yeah, you know, your, uh, your windpipe there. But um, yeah, that was lame. And, uh, God, I watched a lot of TV. Hell yeah. Caught up on fucking TV. <laughs> Watch some. Catch up on the, uh, the Saul? Yeah, I think I, I saw all those. You're done? Um, because with... they're done now until like July. Right, yeah, I watched them. And I'm bummed because it's Monday. Yeah, who, and I was whose like, bright idea was mid season finales? Like, I get it, you the need Sopranos. more. Sopranos, they fucked this up for everybody. Motherfuckers. Because season six. Yeah, I mean, shows do that now. They just it take took a, like three years the for last season, season six to come out. The most recent season of Ozark just did that, and that was the first time they did it in four seasons. It's like, yeah, that's just normal now. I really we'll think split it up. The last season of the Sopranos, of the Sopranos, of the Sopranos, was the first one to do it, and then that just set the precedent. Yeah, and now it's just like uh, this thing to build hype for the series. So what else did I watch? I watched uh, like the first five episodes of this show, Outer Range, on Amazon Prime. It's like Yellowstone sci-fi edition uh, with Josh Brolin and Imogen Poots. Yellowstone in space. Um, I watched Spiral from the Book of Saw with Chris Rock and Sam Jackson. Another thing. Whose idea was it to like, you know what Saw franchise is missing? Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Rock. Like it was just a weird mashing of the worlds, you know? Right. In this gory rip your head apart with a contraption movie and it's a fucking Sam Jackson. I don't know. Did it um, suck? I'm not big on like ultra gore, like the soft. I thought Saw One was awesome, and then I never it's really ultra gory. That's what the soft franchise is. Is Hell like, yeah, dude, I'm it's, in. It's just murder porn, you know. Right, and that's not my like my favorite brand of the horror genre. But it was I find right. that when they take uh, really good actors, it was it was predictable. It kind of went like a Samuel L. Jackson and put him in a movie like that. Yeah, it's not as great. <clears throat> Those movies are kind of better with a Carrie Elwes. And here's something I watched, which is interesting. Uh, I also oh, one more thing I watched Ambulance. The fucking yes. the new uh, Michael Bay movie last night. Yes, L.A. So stupid. Ambu L.A. and um, just two and a half hours of fucking ambulance police chase, but terribly written. Like it's just a bunch of references to other Michael Bay movies in the beginning, where uh, the rookie cop was talking about. Um, they quoted Sean Connery from. He's like, "You ever seen that The Rock?" Which is a Michael Bay movie, right? Michael Bay's best movie. It was a good movie. But he said, uh, yeah, remember when Sean Connery said this? He's like, yeah, you know The Rock? And he's like, yeah, he's an actor. He's a wrestler. I don't remember one line from The Rock. And then the cops pull up to the bank and then they're like, let's get out like bad boys. It's like he wrote in every fucking, like, what is he doing? He's just referencing himself throughout everything. (laughs) But uh, Michael Bay stinks. I don't know. It is what it is. Here's something I saw, though, that kind of surprised me. I watched the newest M. Night Shyamalan movie, Old. You know, you know what that is? I'm getting the whoopee cushion ready. Get I heard ready. terrible things. I only heard terrible things about this movie from the couple people I know that saw it and whatever it said on the internet. Yeah. I kind of liked it. <laughs> I kind of like this movie. Now give it a little. You can give a little. There you go. See, that's for like M. Night Shyamalan's whole it's modern a, career. It's a one-cheek lifter. <laughs> but uh, I, I particularly have a gripe with M. Night Shyamalan movies. Like, I think they all suck. Yeah. They all fucking suck except one and a half of them. My gripe with all of them since Signs is that they're not Signs. 
so the movie, I know this much. Everybody who knows about what the movie yeah, is, it's like there's a, the village? there's a beach and then you show up on the, the, the beach and uh, you age rapidly. You get older too fast. Yeah, isn't it? You go into the woods of the beach and then whenever the you thing. emerge, you emerge old. Not really. So that was like... That was what I gathered. I gathered too. Let's say an eight-year-old goes to the beach. I, I thought that he walks behind a rock and then he comes nice. back and now he's 28, you know? Aww. and But that's not what it is. It's like kind of like that planet in... Um, What's that fucking movie I like? Interstellar. Remember they go to that one planet where an hour is seven years? Right. And it's like a time thing. And then I'm wondering like, all right, well, so what's... And someone's watching them. So I'm like, all right, what is the purpose of putting people here? Uh, you know, what, what are they studying? What are they doing? And I even like didn't mind... The, the twist, the Shyamalan twist, the explanation of like why all these weird, mysterious things, what, all these questions, and where's the answer for them? What was the twist? Um, basically that they're testing new medicines, uh, and it's somewhere where you can get a result for like a new medicine where you don't have to wait for trials for 20 years because you can judge like a 12-hour period, and that'll be 16 years. So it's like they know their medicine works if they a person goes on the island and doesn't have a seizure for so many hours because but that doesn't totally explain why they age no that they're they're disconnected That's they, they found a, this ninth wonder of the fucking world area and they're so utilizing no it for, that. for modern medicine um i think so a little bit but it's like any explanation to a sci-fi anything it's just right. like well it's crazy it's like the same thing with outer range right it's completely science fiction doesn't but then they say well, yeah the world's weird the world's pretty weird over here uh, who, who who can explain no, how, how the world need, is made? I don't need sci-fi to make sense. I was just wondering if there was an explanation. Yeah, no, but in, and it was like so the gradual aging. Better one, there isn't one. They do something. Where, I'm just spoiling everything, but it's uh, they have like as the kids are aging, they go through like a pregnancy, like e- extremely fast. In, in this scenario of like, remember your first love in high school and how it was like so yes, I do. so much like. Just soul capturing love and I'll Karen, do anything forever. Karen Segura. It was before high school. It was elementary school. <laughs> I ate a piece of her hair. What? So she'd always be with me. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think you did tell me that before. You oh, I've never told you tell, that before. Just stop telling people that. I pooped it out. But no, I just overall, I was thinking from two levels watching this movie. I was like, if I wrote this, I'd be hyped on this idea, like the way they unfolded it and the things that they thought to include. Like the going through the pregnancy, I, I, it's like it I, uh, was like was the, I, they had Voltaire smart quotes. decisions. They had smart decisions of what to include in that screenplay to like bring the story to the foreground. And it, I don't know, it just didn't bother me the same. And uh, I don't know, M. Night Shyamalan, he's back. I started thinking about it from this perspective too. Like you know how some movies we talked recently about standing the test of time. Like if you watch something when you were thirteen, you're gonna go back to it twenty years later, and it'll still be like, oh yeah, that movie kicks ass. Right. But if you learn about it in your 30s, it's not the same. I was like, if I watched Old when it was on HBO when I lived at my mom's and I was when 13. When I was an idiot. I would grow up and be like, oh, yeah, you never saw Old? Like, if I was younger, I think I would have loved that movie. Think of movies like The Haunting and The Haunting at Hill House or whatever, you know, House on Haunted Hill, rather. Wow. Um, I think they, that's the original. No, oh. that's a thing. Haunting of Hill House is a thing. <laughs> you thought you got no, me. No, I'm not dumb. But those movies, like, they, they're not awesome. But, like, to me, they're like this era of the, I was 13 and HBO and these movies were on. And Catherine Zeta-Jones is hot. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I expect the worst of M. Night Shyamalan. And Old did not. And it was PG-13, too. I was I like, mean, oh, it's going to be fucking watered down dog shit. I was like, it was okay. He did make Devil. It was okay. Yeah, the seventy-minute movie that never left an elevator. I remember where, it sucked. Uh, they all suck. Where Doug Heffernan's mom was the, <laughs> the devil. 
Um, I don't know. I watched a bunch more shit. I've, I'm almost caught up on that winning time show. That's all I did. I sat in front of the television and rested out a, a COVID stint. What were you going to say a minute ago when I was talking about movies aging? I cut you off. Oh, I looked up quotes uh, from that dude Voltaire. Yeah. Because he said that shit about how I disagree with what you say, but I defend to the death your right to say it or some shit. Right. And I was like, or some shit. So I tried to look it up. Couldn't find it, but he has a thousand other quotes. And one of them was about how... uh, like, the more details, the more boring a story is. I guess. You can certainly overshoot your landing on detail. But then, like, if you don't include enough, it's like, you don't care. Why do I care about this character? Why do I, you know, I feel that way about most things I watch. But um, I don't know. For M. Night Shyamalan's track record being such dog shit, at least since Unbreakable. Or I guess since Signs. I'll give you that. Again, since Signs. Uh, old says, was okay. Like, I would say it's worth a watch. Unlike the, the rest of his movies... Old is at least worth one watch. The secret to being a bore is to tell everything. That's the quote. So what else? Um, I saw that movie Men the other day with my dad. Never heard of it. It's an A24 horror movie with that Jesse Buckley Wait, chick. Wait, so you paid to go see Men? I'm gay! With my dad. You want to be gay with me? <laughs> <laughs> That's you to your dad. <laughs> um, and it's like, uh, it's the guy who did Ex Machina... I watched that again this year recently, and it was a good movie. And he did Anni- <laughs> Annihilation. Did you ever see Annihilation? Yeah, I think I watched it. Didn't sort love it. Of. Yeah, it's wasn't kinda, good. It's no wasn't old. G- no, <laughs> it's no old. Um, and I noticed that all three of these films have a sort of anti-men angle. I mean, it's kind of obvious going into this one. Uh, it's like a horror thriller, psychological thriller with a chick, and it's called Men. Men suck. That's going to be the summation. Right? I got it. Uh, and I've, you look at Ex Machina, that's kind of the, the breakdown of that. Men suck. They've like enslaved this fake woman, and she gets liberated in the end. Yeah, men are so smart that I'm, they invented AI. Annihilation, <laughs> I don't really recall the plot, but it is all chicks, right? It's chick empowering. Chick empower. I'm getting sick of this dude with his fucking, I'm going to empower chicks with my movies shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's a dude that makes all these anti-men movies? Exactly. Oh. Self-hating man. I would like it much better if a woman <laughs> directed this film and it was the same film. Uh, it's not very good, though. There's some. There's a couple cool... There's one really cool piece of violence, you know, very graphic, violent thing that I was like... Was it worth the cost of admission? It's, it's a good idea. I used a Fandango card that I found at my grandma's apartment when she died. So <laughs> nice. There was no cost, but it was a waste of a Fandango card. I'll say that much. Um... Yeah, it's not very good. It's one of those, like, fucking, there is no, like, Freddy or Jason. It's just, like, men are the, are the bad guy. Oh, dude, it's like the Twilight Zone reboot. I remember it was, like, uh, a few years ago, it was, like, Jordan Peele is producing a Twilight Zone Right, on reboot. CBS. And I watched the first couple of them, and then I was no, like, No, 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 oh. it was on CBS Plus or whatever the fuck. Yeah. But I was like, hey, it's Twilight Zone. It's Jordan Peele. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, so I watched like a, a few of those before I was like, there's no, I, I see what they're doing. They're just taking old plot lines from the original series and wokeifying them. Woking them up a bit. Yeah. And that was one of them was that there was like all the men started acting weird during a meteor shower. And I, I called it, I said out loud to my girlfriend, like how much you want to bet that at the end, it's not the meteors. It's just how men are. Just dudes. So that's what it was. It's just dudes being dudes. Yep. Toxic. Just toxic. <laughs> boys will be boys. Um, so yeah, watched now, the, a lot of TV. The dude... There's one dude who plays all the men, and he was great. 
it's good acting. I like Jesse Buckley too. Eddie Murphy. Um, just he eight, learned a lot. <laughs> eight men around a table. Clearly, this guy watched Nutty Professor a bunch. Did he say Hercules? Hercules <laughs> at any point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, outside of that one little piece of violence, I also saw Singing in the Rain the other day. Whoa! Showed it at the Logan. Modern man over here. I go see Singing in the Rain and Men. <laughs> <laughs> While I'm singing, it. it's raining, man. It's a new millennium. Hilarious. <laughs> singing in the rain kicks ass, dude. Yeah, it's a classic. That for movie a fucking rules. You ever seen Wizard of Oz? <laughs> what What are other movies everyone's seen that you haven't seen yet? I don't know. Wizard of Oz is way more universal. I don't know. I feel like it's a singing in the rain would be like a close second to like iconic movies that our grandparents all. I don't know. Yeah, I remember like watching that with my family as a kid. I don't know why. I just none of my. My family ever cared about that movie. Yeah, cared enough one. to show me. Uh, Gene Kelly fucking rules. Sid Charisse, cutie. And um, there's just a lot of like great production. A lot of great visual shit. The fucking choreography is great. What year was that? 1952. Right. They're screening it because it's the 70th anniversary. So it's 52, I see, right? I see. There's, um, there's one scene though where he's like fucking. It's like a fantasy, and he's dancing with some girl, and she's got like a, like a fifty foot long white scarf, and it's like blowing, and you know they probably have some hundred foot fan behind the camera, and he's like dancing around the scarf. It was just it's fucking really awesome. Um, what else was watched on the television this week? Oh yeah, Game Seven, Miami, Boston. Blah blah blah. Neither of these teams stand a chance against the Golden State Warriors. I would say a, a, a chance is stood, but if I had to put my money on a team, it would be the Warriors. They had that much trouble with. The but Miami I'm not betting. Heat. I'm just I'm just rooting. So you know what? Fuck the Warriors. Go Celtics. Uh, there are between four and seven games left of the basketball season, so I will be cherishing them. Uh, yeah, go Boston. That kicked ass. Oh, yeah, that I was a little me. worried when they blew. Did you see Game Six? Jimmy Butler, yes, God amongst men, forty-seven points. Jimmy Butler rules. Like, I, I haven't had great things to say about the Miami team in in recent weeks, but uh, that's my dog right there, and he's crazy, and that's uh, I guess a bummer for him that uh, he kind of carries that team. But yeah, his last two games were fucking outstanding, but just not good enough to beat the Celtics. Uh, shout out Al Horford. Did you know that Al Horford is uh, the only he's the He's got more playoff games that he's played than anybody else in NBA history without making it to the finals. It's like over 140 playoff games he's played, and he's oh, never so been he's to like the finals. The best loser. Well, not until this year, because uh, fuck that. Let's get Horford his ring. I guess let's get all those Celtics their ring instead of giving Steph and Draymond their what fifth one in ten years. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah, now the Suns blew it. Al Horford's my new Chris Paul. Get this old man his ring. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, I guess that's it. What else? Obits. Um. In other movie news, Kevin Spacey has been found guilty of sexual assault in the UK. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> Team Spacey. Hashtag Team Spacey. <laughs> movie news. Like, <laughs> what movie was that in? <laughs> it's just news. <laughs> you know what? I uh, I I meant to do a deep dive into this, and I will. But uh, in reading that story, there's a lot of commentary about how three of his accusers have died mysteriously. And dudes? People, people think oh, they're all dudes. Right, that's what I thought. Kevin Spacey does not molest women, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he molests dudes strictly. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
Yeah, there's a bunch of comments about how like three of them died. I did know that like a couple years ago he posted a YouTube video where he is Frank Underwood. He did that every year. And that's like but after they kicked him off the show for being a creep. He did that a couple times. He did like a Christmas video every year. Apparently a couple of the accusers had died before he posted the video and there's cryptic language in the video. Here we go. That uh, that might indicate that he played a role in their deaths. I don't buy it. I'm not even saying he didn't play a role in their deaths, but the fact that he would make a video with clues in it, 100% not real. <laughs> you know, that 100% isn't real. <laughs> do you think his lawyer would have advised against that? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I hope it's true, so I can be even more Team Spacey. Wait, so if he killed three dudes, you're more Team Spacey? Yeah, dude. Devotion to the craft. <laughs> Um, okay, rules. All right, enough of that. Let's do the obituaries. Somebody died, now we're pouring one up in their memory. The three dudes, Kevin Spacey, boo food to death. Let's pull up. Oh my god. Ha ha ha, it's not playing. Ha ha, it's, it's not working. Ass, play it again. No. Oh, we have to. We don't have to. That's definitely not how that works. Somebody died, now we're pouring one up in their memory. What? No, that was just Kevin Spacey pulling his dick out of that guy. (laughs) (laughs) I know I'd go from right. As far back as he could remember, he always wanted to be a gangster. I always wanted to be a dead guy. Man. Ray Liotta, another 67er. That was Gilbert. Wasn't another. It's the summer of 67. Woo! That's like, that just sounds so young. It is. You know? Isn't I'm it? A, I guess when you like look at Gilbert, Forever it's like. Forever be. He looks beggar. older. He looks older than 67. Ray Liotta, that's So did of, Ray Liotta. I was gonna, yeah, older, but like not quite the same. I don't know. He looks like he's, he kept his. Right. His, uh, it was just all the face chiseling. Yeah. You know? Um, I saw like that. It was like the last one of the last pictures of him. He looked like an ape. Yep. Goodfellas star is dead at 67. Why does this do this? How do you get. There we go. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't need to read this. I know Ray Liotta. I normally read a little <laughs> paragraph about the, the write up of everybody. He uh, got his big break after the film Something Wild. With Jeff Daniels and Melanie Griffith, where he plays a evil ex-con. Evil. Evil. Uh, great movie. Great performance from Ray Liotta. Um, I don't think I've ever seen Something Wild. And here's another one. Check it out. I don't think I've ever seen Field of Dreams. All the way through. At no <laughs> It's always the at no point first. I, I thought I hit it twice. I did it too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not I've a, seen parts. Not interested in Field of Dreams. yeah. Um, Costner, Ray Liotta, baseball. That's about what I know. <laughs> uh, Operation Dumbo Drop. Hello. He's Hello. a legend. We're pulling up for a legend today. What was that movie um, with Madeline Stowe, Imposter? He was also in Identity. Oh, yeah. Was Loved Identity. <laughs> Identity is like old for for my generation. But that was one of those things that's like identity I bet you identity sucks. Identity sucks, but, but it because was, I was 13 when it came out and I loved it. Exactly, exactly my philosophy here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I really did love identity. 
that dumb so movie with Busey's kid. It's what's, been like what's Gary Busey's kid's Jake name? Jake Busey. Hello, and uh, John, John Cusack. Cusack, and then the uh, the John chick from McGintley saving Silverman, Amanda Peet. She's in that, right? I think so. I could have made that up. <laughs> John C. McGintley. Is it C? Ray Liotta of Blow, a movie that I think everybody's seen more than me. I've seen Blow probably twice. We watched it a lot in high school. Well, I, I don't think I was there for most of those because I only saw it like twice in my life. But yes, um, as as like high school aged, discovering drugs, Blow is like the coolest. Copland. Remember Turbulence? I'm a big fan. It's called money. This is the way it goes. Sometimes you're flush and sometimes you're bust. And when you're up, it's never as good as it seems. And when you're down, you never think you're going to be up again. Oh my god, that's the guy. That's Ray Liotta. That's my dude. What else? What else was he in? What am I forgetting? Oh, <laughs> Wild Hogs. Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, so a story I always loved about Ray Liotta and Something Wild um, was Something Wild, I think, was like 88, 87. Am I in the ballpark? Oh, and um, he played a earlier. real mean son of a bitch. And well, it's 86. Uh, I think he was at. I think I've heard him tell this story that he was at Cannes Film Festival. Uh, Scorsese was there for whatever came before Goodfellas, and it might have been like Last Temptation of Christ or something. And Ray Liotta wanted to go meet him. I guess he had uh, he had tried to audition to play Henry Hill, and they were like, because of something wild, they were like, he's not the guy. We need a, like a nice guy, a charming guy, and the guy in Something Wild is like ruthless and evil. And uh, he he went over at Cannes to try and introduce himself to Martin Scorsese, and his Martin Scorsese security guards stopped him because he wasn't really a known actor at the time. And Martin Scorsese, from a distance, said that he watched Ray Liotta sweet talk Marty's security guys to let him go over there and talk to him, and that's when he he caught the first glimpse of the charming, sweet Ray Liotta, and he had the first thought that like maybe this guy could play Henry Hill. Well, that must have been an early preconception in his career because I feel like Ray Liotta went on to develop a, a reputation that he is like a sweetheart well, guy I think off Goodfellas, screen, you know what I mean? Like, more than anything shaped right. his, his future career and, and who this guy is for Hollywood. Um, uh, and I think Tom Cruise at that point was who was slated to play Henry Hill. Yeah, he was in uh, Killing Them Softly. That's right. Another good flick there. Brutal. And, Brutal uh, scene, you know, lots of shit. But I mean, we cannot overlook maybe his best work, The Many Saints of Newark. Two roles, not one, but two roles. <laughs> two roles. <laughs> he plays twins. He's a virtuoso. Uh, also, watched Nutty Professor a bunch in gearing up for that film. I read. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, I guess I don't know. There's not much to say. We're just talking about this. Is just, this whole episode's going to be stuff we've watched this week ever. Let's pull up. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Oh no! Just a slow week. I like when we have stuff that we did, like last week in Denver. You know, these episodes. That was are way last cooler. week. This is this week. Nobody cares. Last week's story is oh, not oh, you saw today's at the airport? story. <laughs> Who died? Hardly knew ye. Ah, Ray Liotta didn't drink for a week. Had COVID, and I'm back, baby. <laughs> I got a little fart in there. There's a little shard in the end of that one. That's the uh, COVID residuals. <laughs> yeah, COVID sucks, but it's um, I mean, could have been worse. I mean, it, because it apparently got worse for many people. But I loved it. I wouldn't say I loved it, 
But um, I'm trying to get more of it. Yeah, <laughs> I can't get enough of it. Um, I'm gonna go blow dudes at Sturgis next year. Well, now I feel also good that like uh, since all of that vaccine protections worn off, I just got a little a little booster last week. Right. You know what I mean? I don't have to even consider for the rest of the year. I feel fucking oh, you didn't fast make, pass. Let's go. Right. You didn't make one of your like, at least I was vaccinated a year ago statements. No. <laughs> no. My only statement about it is what you've already heard in the first 30 minutes of the show. My only statement about it was. That was my Monday statement about it. <laughs> that was its statement via me. Right. <laughs> it made a statement, dude. Uh, moving and that statement on. was. Moving on. Somebody shot John Lennon. <laughs> I was like, where is, I don't know if I know where you're leading uh, this one. Alan White, drummer of Yes for a stint, a long stint, but not the best stint, not fragile stint. Also drummed on Instant Karma and a lot of John Lennon's Imagine album. Alan White is dead. Must have done something shitty and instant karma got him. Right. You know what I'm saying? He also drummed. He was on uh, like the most notable Yes song that he drummed on is Owner of a Lonely Heart, which is like fake drums. When I was a kid, my dad used to say Odor of a Lonely Fart. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> like this isn't drums. No, this is a guitar set. <laughs> 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 these, these are drums. Dude, no, they're not. Dude, dude, dude. Well, that's a cowbell. Did he do the? Beep? What year did this come out? Hmm. This must have been either right before, right after the Michael Keaton Batman with all that Prince Casio music. Eighty. I'm gonna guess eighty-four, eighty-three. Eighty-three. Hey, you Yes, yeah, a banger. <laughs> Rudle doodle do. You don't like that? I love that. It's my favorite part of the song. So 80s. I want nothing but that. We got to throw a few of those in our next album. Yeah, I got to I got to buy that instrument. All right, he's dead. Are we going to pull up for Alan? Uh, would you like to here, where's your glass? There was one more I had, also a musician. Here, give me your glass in the meantime. I can't read that far. It's also uh, not a conventional name. Sidhu Muswala. Sidhu! Indian rapper turned politician. Well, that was his mistake, as if being a rapper ain't gangster enough. Dodging bullets like the Matrix. You gotta go into politics? Damn, yeah, bro. you're gonna die. Muswala. I haven't heard any of his music, but I just saw this yesterday. This guy's dead. And I saw that it was like a day after. I guess he had security detail, and then they told him to... Take the night off, and then that was it. So whatever, like it's like he saw it coming. Uh -huh. He had like Secret Service <laughs> protecting him. So he got capped up. Yeah, like like I said, the day after they decided we don't need all this extra security detail. He got gatted. He got gatted. <laughs> Shit. Yes. Indian rapper turned politician. Shot dead. About 30 yeah. empty casings were found at the crime scene Belonging to at least three different weapons Punjab police 
linked the attack to gang rivalry. It's not funny, dude. This is your culture. <laughs> you said Punjab. <laughs> I'm reading the article. I know, but it sounds like a, a Pornhub keyword search. A gang member from Canada allegedly claiming responsibility for Moose Walla's death. Wow, where's that? I want to see the person claiming that they did it. Hmm. That would that would require more show prep than filling up eight whoopee cushions. <laughs> we, instead of filling those up, we should research the discussion topics. All right, oh hell yeah. Lord. Poe up for fucking Moose Walla. That's my dude. I got I got one more though. Oh shit. Well, this one's for Alan White and I posted uh the other day when Ray Liotta died, I posted um a little post. I posted a little post. I post a little post. <laughs> See, I was gonna, I was gonna bore everybody with the details. Um, <laughs> That's what and this somebody, podcast is. <laughs> somebody replied, "Oh, dude, R.I.P. Ray and R.I.P. Fletch." And I was like, "Damn, Chevy Chase died! No way!" Everybody that's died this year, like, didn't I think I, I said a couple of years ago, like Chevy Chase was next on the list, or like I wouldn't be surprised. He just looks terrible. You see people that look like, oh my god, Ray Liotta seemed healthy enough. He's old. He's probably lived that Goodfellas rock star actor lifestyle. Right. But like Chevy Chase looks like, like roll him down a hill. Right. He's a big ball of shit. <laughs> he looks terrible, <laughs> dude. Pull up Chevy Chase now. <laughs> well, Chevy Chase didn't die. Somehow. It was Andy Fletcher of Depeche Mode. You're on personal. Jesus. You're telling me this guy's still alive? <laughs> and you're telling me Depeche Mode guy <laughs> bit the dust? Dude, Chevy Chase is hilarious oh, this looking. Isn't, this isn't the version I like. <laughs> he there looks like is. he's wearing Eddie Murphy fat suit makeup. Look at the triple chin on Chevy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he's so funny looking. I love Did how I they, drag it? they Photoshop this other picture of him lighting up a Marlboro in his 60s to just... Add insult to injury. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not only is he fat. Dude, um, if you're at home listening along right now, please Google Chevy Chase fat. It is wild. <laughs> it's wild. Dude, look, they put the fat filter on Larry David. It <laughs> looks exactly <laughs> like fat Larry David in this one. <laughs> oh, my God. I recall on Wax Tour... How long ago was that? Six, Six years? years ago? Yeah. Seeks. <laughs> um I think we were in Denver. And we went to a bar. And they were playing Personal Jesus by Depeche Mode. But like a, a video. They had a projector. I think it was this version. Live in Berlin. I, I had never heard Depeche Mode. I always just figured they were a fucking... I always labeled them as like fruity 80s new wave. Like yeah. Flock of Seagulls. And I guess I've never explored outside of this song, but this song fucking rules. I'm gonna say it. This song rules. Moose Walla drools. Whoa, I wouldn't say Moose Walla drools. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. that. Sounded fine. It's good music. It's a good song. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I never thought about the rules drools thing. Is something drools? Does that mean it's retarded? 
<laughs> I suppose. Because it's like... Mm. I guess I never thought too drooling deep about it its, either. Like, it's so retarded, it's drooling on itself. You know what? I'm going to say context removes the retardation from that one. Because it's the only people who use that phrase are, like, too young to be assholes. You know, like, I disagree strongly. I, I don't think, like... Because when I use the phrase, you know, boys rule and girls drool, I wasn't also in the business of going, girls are retarded. I didn't, like, say that yet. I was younger than that. I didn't yeah, say, I like... would if I could. You're a <laughs> okay, touche. Right? But still, it was like, it's not a... It, it's intent. It's context. But and I think at that age, I wasn't saying you're retarded. I was saying the rhyme. That was my that was my first foray into rapping. Yeah, but just because 10-year-olds say it doesn't mean 10-year-olds coined it. Okay. Sure. Fair enough. Monkey see, monkey do. Right. They, they got it from dad. Hey, that reminds me. I also watched... Um, there's a film called Apollo 10 and a Half. It's on Netflix. Highly recommend for anyone with kids. That's a great family movie. It's good, wholesome entertainment. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't have kids, so I will not be watching Shall this. Shall I expound? It's, uh, it's Richard Linkletter's newest film. And it's one of those rotoscope things, like a scanner darkly. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's like... Right, like Undone. You seen that with the Odenkirk? Yeah, it's like it's animated over the film, sort right. of. Richard Linkletter owns that shit, the rotoscope. Um, uh, but it's, yeah, it's about, it's very nostalgic, very wholesome. It's about a kid who is called upon by NASA in 1969 to help them. They like designed the the lunar module like testing thing. The simulator is too small to fit an adult, so they need a kid to test it. And they recruit this kid. It's narrated by Jack Black, who's like the kid in the future, who's like narrating his story. But uh, most of it is just like, a nostalgic look at like growing up in the 1960s. You're just like telling what it was like to grow up. Real Linkletter shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was good though. I like Linkletter. I just picture anything Jack Black narrates to be like, and then the racket was like, <laughs> <laughs> Gold man. <laughs> a lot of fligoogigoos in the narration. Um, <laughs> I guess no, it's a good one. It's a great one. Well, I suppose we can. Move. I don't know why I said it's a great one. It's a good one. I didn't mean that it was a great. It one. was fine. <laughs> it was fine. I'm boring everyone with detail. Oh <laughs> uh, well, get ready to bore them with some more details about a highly recommended ah, album. Ah shit! Don't worry, we'll take these other shots. Let's just uh, let it breathe for a sec. Highly recommended. Recommended album is from the Sweet for My Dukes Orchestra and Miguel Atwood Ferguson. My way all day, I wondered if it's 2009. 2009 Sweet for My Dukes. Yep. I remember we went to the premiere of this. N-G. Oh, yeah, we did. We went to the Shrine. A bar in Chinatown that used to host DJ events and hip-hop events, and they premiered this, because it's also like a DVD. This is all, you know, filmed, this orchestra presentation of... Captured it on TV film. Basically, Jay Dilla Productions live with a 50-piece orchestra. In 2009... 
Sweet for Ma Dukes, a tribute to James J. Dilla Yancey by Miguel Atwood Ferguson. It was part of a like uh, a thing called Timeless. They did a number of concerts. Right. Um, and this one was Sweet for Ma Dukes, paying tribute to Dilla by interpreting his music for a 60-piece orchestra featuring special guests Bilal, Dwele on this song. Dwele. Paz. From De La Soul, Talib Kweli, Kareem Riggins, and much, much more. This premiere performance left many in the sold-out crowd in tears. Pussy. <laughs> um, in attendance that night was Common, who commented, quote, To hear Jay Dilla's music expressed in that form, just let me know once again how great he is. It moved me for real. Yeah. End quote. With famed BBC personality Giles Peterson saying, quote, that's just about the most powerful thing I've heard. Brilliant! It rules, especially if you're familiar with quote. the Dilla Productions. Like, one of the, my favorite productions ever of his, and certainly off this album, was uh, Take Notice with Guilty Simpson. Why, it's I so set aside crazy. six tracks to highlight, and Woo. Take Notice is number two. I knew that. Let's check it out. I have to drag it. Can you say angel? The Kareem Riggins snare throughout this entire production is godly. Back to last week, talking about the Abbey Pub and where we played, and then we saw Little Brother there. We also saw, I said we saw Peanut Butter Wolf and Mad Lib, and Kareem Riggins was there on drums at that show. Kareem Riggins it was and the Mad whole, Lib. Uh, what was the label? It was Stone's Throw. Stone's Throw Records. An evening with Stone's Throw, but Kareem Riggins and Mad Lib would do these performances called Supreme Team and we got to witness a Supreme Team performance yeah I remember when they switched and Mad Lib Lib took drums and then Kareem was playing the beat pad I was like oh my god (laughs) top five shows I've ever seen this is so cool the Siege did I call this a Siege one time (laughs) and it's not a Siege not familiar with the uh, original real quick i think it's worth just showing how awesome that is in comparison to like the original beat oh this beat rules Boop-a-doo. 
another thing that rules about this song is like they just the beat just rides. This whole opening of the, it's right. The the song could have started by now, but they're like, you know, let's just let this beat rock for like a full minute. We don't need rapping yet. Thirty-seven seconds in. Forty seconds in. We'll just see how long they want to let this beat ride, baby. That's the J Dilla feature. Yeah. On the song, <laughs> J Dilla's verse is this fucking killer beat. Holla. And then shout some cool rapper shit for another 30 seconds. Don't let me have to lace you up. Y'all think a dude is playing? Yeah. <laughs> you know how cool that would be if I could say something like, don't make me have to lace you up. Just say that cool over the beat ride. Hey, don't make me have to lace you up. Hey, guys, seriously. I'd be like Dave Navarro <laughs> at the live finales. Seriously, guys, don't make me have to lace you up. Hey, uh, are y'all ready for this? <laughs> it's a minute and a half. No rapping still. There's a lot of raps on this, this song. Bang it out, y'all. We bang it out, y'all. We bang it out, y'all. Take notice. I'm jumping in the game head first and make the tech jerk to cancel your network. You feminine cats. Catch yeah, my point has been made. The beat rules. Back to Sweet Vermont Dukes. It's a couple of songs that aren't instrumental. They pull out Paz, Talib Kweli. Illa J comes out for Fall in Love. I folded last week to the criticism of only picking instrumental jazz albums. For the most part. Some country. And I picked a rap album. This week I'm going to fucking go, I'm going to meet you in the middle. You're going to seed your way back. <laughs> I'm going to meet you in the middle. <laughs> it's an instrumental jazz album. But every hip hop lover should have it. Yeah. I went to this dude's, when I worked at a, a college in Chicago, it was my last job that I thankfully was able to leave five years ago, but uh, I worked with this dude, Brett, great guy, good buddy, and we, but he was like in college, and I was like 26 or whatever, so he was, so sometimes he would be going out with his college buddies, and he was my work buddy, Brett. and he'd be like, come on, and I was like the old timer. Was, was that the one of the guys boomer. in Sammy Silverman? One of Darren's new friends. <laughs> Fake Wayne. Brett. <laughs> nice to meet you, Clayton. But uh, I don't even remember his buddy's name, but we went to his homie's house downtown. He had like somehow could afford like a sky rise in the city. And I was looking at his vinyl collection and he had Sweet From Our Dukes on vinyl. And this must have been back in like not long after this came out, 2011, right. 2012. And I was like, yo, I love this fucking album. I love the, you know, I went to the premiere at the Shrine. We watched it like, and then he goes, like, he was just one of these guys and he's like, oh, you like that album? You could have that. And I was like, no, dude, I'm not taking your suite. And he's like, and he insisted that I have the album. Like, he's like, no, no. And then I talked to Brett. He's like, he's just that guy. He's that type of guy. You say, and he goes, he wants you to have the shit. Right. It's like, wow, it must be nice to just give all your cool shit away. Not even worry about it. But uh, yeah, guy, I don't even remember your name. Like, this is like a cherished vinyl in my collection, and you just blessed me with it 10 years Thank ago. Thank you, fake Wayne. <laughs> Thank you, Brett. <laughs> Hell yeah, Brett rules. I wonder what Brett's doing. Brett was a good guy. Some other highlights. Untitled slash fantastic. Yep. One of my favorite Slum Village songs. I in think general. it's worth pointing out it's the fantastic. Palmer Squares opened for Slum Village with Illa J back in their heyday. Okay. This was after. The worst part? Well, Elzai had left the group. Dilla and Batin had died. 
So then Slum Village just became T3 and Illa J. And we opened for that variation of Slum Village. Another uh, Slum Village track that I always fucking I love Hawk and Pucky. Is Hawk and Pucky. Yeah. Like the original. Can you pull up the original? I can. I could. Well, get into it. Like, compare, contrast the orchestra. Music's cool, dude. The idea to reimagine this with a 60-piece orchestra is just brilliance in its own. Yeah. To pull it off is a whole nother level. More than anything, though, I always like the end of this song, the way it rides out. They don't, they don't. This rules. They don't, they don't. They don't. I don't know what what it is about some stuff. It's it's inexplainable. But why is that the dopest thing ever to me? They don't they don't. They don't they don't. Like it's rules. see that we didn't take our final shots over there. No. But like I said, most of Slum Village is dead. <laughs> so, here you go. To Dilla. And Depeche Mode guy, Let's lest we forget. Fletch. Fletch A. Oh yeah, um... Some dude from Ameri- American Graffiti died. Bo Hopkins. Never seen it. You never saw American Graffiti? Nope. You never saw American Graffiti, dude? It's a good movie. No. No. I recommend it. Go check it out. I literally put it in a list of whatever platform it was on like a year ago. I never watched it. I mean, I was like, I should watch this. I never watched it. It, um, so back to like Richard Linkletter, Dazed and Confused. American Graffiti invented the teenage takes place over the span of one night film. First one was American Graffiti. High school kids. High school, school kids. Takes place over the span of one night. They're all hanging out, having coming-of-age high school experiences, going off to college. American Graffiti is the first, directed by George Lucas. And any uh, Dilla connoisseur, Slum Village fan, hip-hop head is probably familiar with Fall in Love by Slum Village, Jay Dilla. But uh, just back to the, I, I gotta call it one of the best shows I was ever at in my life, even though I was like 19 and you'd think like Saba with Chance came out. No. Everybody's somebody's everything. Uh, Abby samples this song. Madlib when eh? they played this, eh? Kareem Rivkin's on drums and Madlib goes to his MPC and and he's just hitting pads that are just like they have these tones and it's like and they were just freestyling the beat like with live instrument and right. an MPC. I know it's like it was the. Not only is this song and this group all of this style of music very influential to me but seeing it just come together live with my favorite hip hop acts yeah and not just you know two mics and a dj it was like a band and madlib freestyling his tone pads i was like dude this rules an evening like, with stones throw 
few things is special. It, it was a crazy night. We've talked in the past about it, I know, because that was the show you left your job for. They were like, hey, you can skip work tonight or or don't come back on Monday. And you're like, I'm not coming back on <laughs> I Monday. I called three hours before the show. I called work <laughs> to see if I can call out. And they were like, no, you work in 45 minutes. And it's I went, not even the show. Just to see Fall in Love performed by Mad Lib and the crew. Just to see the headliner, yes. You think was it was worth it? it? Oh, no. Was Just it? to see Peanut Butter Wolf's video DJ set. Yeah. Where the video is synchronized with his turntables. Yeah, he's just and when spinning he scratches, Michael Jackson videos. When he scratches a record back, the video reverses. It's crazy. That was worth it. Uh, M.E.D., Percy P. To Percy P., what a legend. Guilty that Simpson night, was there, too. Guilty Simpson. That night fucking rocked, dude. And we were like fucking... I was 17. I've been to some great hip-hop shows since that, but I don't think nothing... Like, I don't think also that, that will ever the, get bumped out of my top three. It was ever. at the Abbey Pub. Yeah. So we were like, I'm ten feet from Madlib. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like a Yeah, it's not an arena, dude. It's like a such an intimate setting. It's it was a pub. beautiful. Yeah. Alright, I think we've been doing this for like twenty minutes. Miguel Atwood Ferguson's Sweet for Ma Dukes. I highly recommend it. You guys. Check it out. You call yourself a hip hop fan, bro? Yeah. You call yourself a fan? Um, you know what I'm a fan of? Macarons. And this dude got me a box in Denver, and they're so good. Are you picking up the whiskey or the macarons? What I, are we doing? And I brought a couple macarons for us to manj on. Give me one of them. What's the flavors? Manj. They're not the different colors. Manj. Pharaoh manj. <laughs> <laughs> this one's blueberry. Mm-hmm. I kind of forgot what this one is. I'll take it either. I don't care, dude. Just give me one of them things. I say we split each. Fair enough. What are you, my girlfriend? That's how we eat everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't I don't want to not taste any of them. Yeah, fair enough. All right, bust that thing in half. This fair is back enough. to the Pueblo show. Uh, someone gifted term Macrones. The coolest dude. I tried to bring up uh, his name. Oh, my God. Like on Instagram? I tried to split it and I forgot it's like literally can't do that. It's like origami. You gotta just bite half <laughs> it of it. It just smashed together. <laughs> yeah, that won't work. Um, he doesn't have a name. MCJCM. Mm. Thanks, MCJCM. My goodness. It's like a pillow, isn't it? It's like eating pillow. Blueberry pillow. Mm. Don't eat into the mic. <laughs> so good. And I'm not even like a Macron nut like you. They're good, whatever. I went and bought some smoothies yesterday at this place called T-Bar near where I live. And they had Macron's on. And I was like, should I get some? I was like, no. Oh, my God. What am I with, term? I'm going to buy Macron's? No. What, am I a total fag? My fucking smoothie with lychee jelly in it. Now! (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's find out the flavor. Lychee jelly? I actually got the mixed jelly and the rainbow popping boba. It's amazing. Bam's such a good friend. He said I should put lychee jelly on you. Lychee <laughs> jelly? <laughs> I'm gonna drop a fucking brick on his head. All right, let's see if we can guess this flavor. It looks like peach or banana peanut it's butter. It's not either of those. I know, like. It's not peanut butter, banana, or peach. How do you know that? Because they're labeled. Okay. And I enough. slightly recall when I took it out. He's smelling it. <laughs> What's this smell like? All right, give it to me quick. Let's see if we can guess the flavor quick. Mm, it's oh, so shit. soft. Stop grabbing so hard. I don't know how to do it. They're like Fabergé eggs. That's how you gotta handle macarons. It tastes like weed. Are these edible? <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> it's not weed, but um, that was literally the first thought I had too. Mm. Some sort of caramel thing. 
weed caramel? <laughs> Those are good. I have Macrone shit all over my hand. <laughs> God damn it. Hell yeah. Thanks. This is uh, my laptop queuing hand. Thanks, MC JCM. We said we were going to do it last week, and we gave the people what they wanted, eating Macrones on the show. So good. Fuck yeah. No idea what that flavor is other than weed and caramel, maybe. Look, bro. It's a holiday. We we shouldn't even be here right now. Oh, yeah. You shouldn't no even more. be giving an episode this week. Almost didn't. I was like, yo, it's COVID in here. I almost <laughs> didn't because it's like <laughs> fucking 80 degrees outside. It's gorgeous. Yesterday, too. And I come here to fucking sit in this room? Yeah, dude. And I, do this? I just got a PlayStation. <laughs> the weather finally broke. And I'm just like, I'm going to stay in. This is, this, is why, <laughs> this is why I opened with that song. Yeah, I know. Because you just got a PlayStation with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and I want to play it. We will be playing. I don't know about today. Babe's still recuperating out there. But bullshit. Mm. Called it a bullshit. It's my own fault. Went to Denver. It was the Denver airport, dude. You don't know. Oh, it could have been the Denver show, but it was Denver. She, <laughs> she got it from someone at her work, brought it home, and got you sick. No, we, that's it, what this I'm always saying happens. Happened. Of course, you're saying that, but <laughs> this is my experience, and that's not how it works. We, I just had a cold like two months ago, and I had it. And then gave it to her, like, and it's I don't know, it's what happens when you live with somebody. But um, did you get blown while what? you were sick? Did you get blown at all? Maybe. Blowvid. <laughs> I hear that it transmits. Is it monkeypox? Spunkypox. Wow. Ew. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! How did I not even think? No, that's a new one. We're gonna have another pandemic. It's monkeypox yeah, this time. Apparently. I already got my monkeypox vax lined up. I already bought my vax on Van- Fandango. Well, <laughs> America like did, I believe, buy like millions of doses of monkeypox vaccine. Mm, good for us. Just gearing up. It's like, what, two people in the country have it? Let's make 200 million vaccines right now. Yeah, I think you have to boink, too. Wait, what? I think it's boink transmitted. I thought you said blink. I was like, oh my God, nobody's safe. <laughs> I just blinked just now. <laughs> um, That's how you get it. No, I think it's, uh, it's sexually transmitted. Yeah, I, th- I thought so. But you got to be gay. I'm gay. I think that's actually accurate. I have no idea. I think it has to be squirted into your butt by another dude's penis. All right, let's do some fan <laughs> questions. <laughs> no, but did you know how like... um, So in like 2019, they had this... uh, Some sort of like medical conference simulation thing. Bill Gates was involved. He's nefarious. He's evil. Of course. Checks out. Yeah. Where they did this like tabletop simulation about what they would do in a worldwide pandemic. Let's say, for example, with a airborne coronavirus. And that was actually, it happened. There's like documents. That doesn't really, so far, nothing nothing that you have said seems weird or conspiratorial to me at all. That a bunch of fucking scientists want to prevent a disaster? Yeah. That in 2019, a bunch of people in the scientific community got together and held a simulation about how the globe would react to a coronavirus pandemic. Well, it seems like they didn't hold a simulation because the globe reacted really badly. It seems like if they would have had a fucking meeting, they might have known one course of action. Kind of the way they simulated it. Well, I'm just saying, you'd think that if they were preparing Here's for that, point. they would have done better than they did, because they did a shit job. 2021, the same people had another conference, this time, tabletop simulation about a monkeypox 2016, pandemic. same conference, Ebola. 2016, <laughs> a Trump pandemic. <laughs> Trump-demic. No, but last year they had one, and it was about monkeypox, and they even... In their simulation, talked about it starting to spread in May of 2022. 
which is when it started to reportedly spread. I don't know. It doesn't seem that weird to me. What? Yeah. <laughs> it seems like they're they're scientists. So I got yeah. I, it's I mean, there's two they philosophies are here. Scientists. <laughs> <laughs> you have smoked yourself retarded. But still, it's like. But that's what you want a scientist to do. Maybe the years are well. That's interesting. But I would hope that intelligent people oh, yeah, in the science medicine field to spike the global community with no, no, no. I want them to meet and discuss how to handle a potentially catastrophic event, so that maybe we have preparation. In I don't want them to never meet. If I, it's more concerning to me if these Bill Gates and them never I mean, met to meet. discuss this. Just stop meeting to talk about simulated pandemics that come true the next year. I don't know. I'm just not that easily rubed into that shit where it's like, they could also be meeting because they, they see based on data that the potential of this is it's, it's on the horizon. It's like, well, they have monkeypox here and we haven't seen it in this regard since this year. Eh. So we should talk now about it. And then, whoa, crazy. They were right. Like it's, it's spreading a little bit. It's like that's maybe why they get together because they have the the skinny they have a they have the in. On no, the, it's just to introduce bio metadata. Well, that's on a the difference. Worldwide basis. They you heard about a coronavirus for the first time in 2019. They didn't. They've known about them for decades. And, oh right. You know, that's the difference. Is like so they're thinking about it. And to us, it's like brand new. So in 2019, they met. And what is that, a coincidence that it's the first year that I ever heard of it? It's like, yeah, it is. Because they coronaviruses have existed prior to 2019. Maybe they were thinking about, yeah, like we're seeing the data of that something else could go wrong with these. This one's spreading. Like, a, isn't a coronavirus? Like, COVID-19 is just one of many, many coronaviruses. Isn't it the 19th? No. So you know so much. No, no, it's literally from. This was something we learned two years ago. That was, that was the debate. Is it because it's the nineteenth edition of it, or it was twenty nineteen? Right. That's what it was. It was just the year right. that that one was discovered. Right. Right. So scientists already knew about coronaviruses. There weren't eighteen of them before that. Like that stuff we just learned. No. I'm just saying it's both ways. You could look at it and be like. So the obviously Bill Gates made coronavirus and they they knew it was about to spread and they helped spread it or whatever. And I'd be like, no, it could also be, I'm not saying either one's right or wrong. It's just like, they could also be scientists see what's happening in the world of disease and say, we need to talk about this. And then, yeah, maybe some of the stuff they talked about, uh-oh, look, monkeypox popped up again. It's a good thing we talked about it. We should handle this however we're going to handle it. Right, I'm not saying that you have to follow it. the way they're going to handle it or go get the monkeypox vaccine, it's but the way they talk I'm not blown it. away that a bunch of scientists got together to discuss the potential of a disease spread. It's like it's called pre preemptive measures, like, you know, precautionary measure. Right. Get ahead of it. I think that's what the, the, they'd be trying to do as people in so the like we need to be ready medicine field. When the 2022 monkeypox pandemic happens. I mean, if the 2022 right. monkeypox. I could be swayed pretty easily on a lot of stuff, but just to like I don't know. The way the way folks lead with like, well, it's so obvious. You're like, well, no. My girlfriend just tried to tell me a story about how somebody like died in a lake. It was trending and she's like, "Yeah, and the lake's haunted." I was like, "Well, you're leading with some bullshit. <laughs> Water also drowns people. Right. It's like, I, I'm not disputing the fact that there's a weird history to it and that someone died there, but I don't know if it's ghosts. I'd be willing to in say- In fact, I know it's not. An incalculable amount of people have drowned in uh, not haunted lakes. Right. Um, anyways, fan questions? It's time for fan questions. It's time for fan questions. 
Uh, here's a question from Big Wheel. Hey, y'all. Dylan from Colorado, writing with a few quick questions. First off, what fingerboard setups are you two rocking? I've seen y'all messing around with a couple at the Denver show. Genuinely curious. Oh, my God. I'm gassy. I think the one I have is a uh, P-Rep, broken knuckle. I also have a P-Rep. Man, and we just saw the homie Buddy and uh, at the Denver show. And we when we were playing Denver with UBI in 2018, that same dude, Buddy, gave me a foam grip real wood fingerboard. And that was like our foray from tech deck into the world of like he sick fingerboards. Opened the nerd floodgates. I swear to God, we just had <laughs> dinner in Denver. And we as soon as I walked in... The first person I saw was Buddy, and he handed us both <coughs> packs of new P-Rep completes. But uh, I kind of got to just give him a nod of the cap because we have other ones. There, there's like Black River. There's what's the skinny one? Wasn't there one the, the skinny ones you liked? Black River. That was the Black Rivers. There's another yeah. brand too, but there's been a few, uh, I guess, Redemption Fingerboards. Like I, I follow their account. Black River, to my research, but I'm a P -rep, man. of the ones I owned was the most expensive. Yeah. And probably like my favorite. Um, but if you go to Broken Knuckle or Broken Knuckle Fingerboards, whatever, they they're the P Rep brand and uh, they're affordable. They rule. They're better than Tech Deck. Um, oh yeah. So that's about as much as I know. I just grabbed some because uh, you got recently. Someone grabbed you, gave you one that has like rubber, like clear, like rubber grip. Yeah, it's great. And I like it much more than the foam. So I caught myself a couple sheets of the rubber grip. I'm gonna grip up my P Rep. Hell yes. Uh, secondly, what kind of obstacles do you have for fingerboard? Recently got a 3D printer. Wanted to hook you up with a couple tings to rip on. Let me know. Smooches. Kill Whitey. <coughs> um, I don't know, man. Like, whatever. Rails. Picnic bench. That's what I have. You know, why don't you 3D print like. some bitches, bro? <laughs> I gotta be honest. I would rather just go... Like, if you ever follow... Uh, follow me. Ecumenal. Instagram. I like just street skating, dude. Or store skating. Right. Anytime I go into a... A, a store a retail store i have my phone in one hand and my fingerboard in the other hand i'm just walking around looking for spots i've seen him it's I, pathetic <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's my favorite though <coughs> so uh 3d print it up all you want we have a p.o box you can send shit there <coughs> i'm perfecting i'm perfecting my uh but there's nothing like i'm not with skating. him game <laughs> I don't know that guy. No, that's, that's I've already perfected that game towards term. That's why I walk around separate from him at stores while he's honking bike horns at the Walmart. Hell yeah. Um, another question here. Duck decks, Black River. Something else? We answered. <laughs> I'm good. I need to get through some. Right, one more, one more, one more. One more. And then I'm good. Uh, this comes from Josh. It says, what's the story behind the dilapidated building in the broken language video? Did you get permission to use it, or did you just find it? What is Josh a new listener? I know we've told this story before. Have we? Probably have. Probably. Um, let me say, let me the I can give you the abridged version. We just found it. No permission. God damn it, I put ash all over my phone. Went to L.A. 2012 for the first time. Met up with a company that we were partnered with on YouTube. They sent us out with a filmer to film a video. Knock steady, maker music. We were going to the beach to film said video. And on the way, we saw off the highway a house that had clearly had a fire recently. And we commented how cool it would be to rap on the roof because there was a big hole in the roof. 
guy was like, oh, yeah, I've been passing that building for weeks, and I've thought the yeah. same thing. His name was Grady. He was the cinematographer for their crew, and then he was driving at the time, too. So right. when we said that, he's like, oh, you know what? I see that all the time. Let's go check that out. Next thing we know, he pulls off. Next thing we know, we're in front of the fucking house. Yep. And it's abandoned. TPS reports episode... Good to tell you. 12? 13? Wow. 13? He thinks he knows. I don't know. I guess I'll look it up. But uh, uh, I remember... It's, it, we have more... With like our little uh, cribs edition right. of walking into that house, just right. kind of. But that was what I like to call a happy accident because we've talked <clears throat> like shortly after we shot that, or at least after the video was cut, we were like, "Can you imagine?" Like we went to L.A. with the Broken Language remix written to the Broken Language right. beat and planned to shoot it, hopefully out there, but definitely we were going to shoot that next. Uh, and then so we, it was our first time in California or in uh, L.A. as the Palmer Squares, and we're just like. We got to do something then under subways or, you know, under train tracks and on rooftops. We need to do something that looks West Coast. Let's go to the beach. <laughs> Palm trees. But still, how weird would the broken language. Bikinis. Dirty, dirty fucking bars. Like to <laughs> have the been... backdrop of some shirtless ab dudes doing gymnastics on a fucking, on a bar or something. Like, yeah, I just picture like Venice. I'm gay. Beach. <laughs> it, it worked out so much better for us to find that house and have like that specific yeah. track be filmed there and not on like I can't imagine sunny California uh, that video anywhere with else. like palm trees on a beach it would have been yeah. like Goodfellas starring Tom Cruise you know what I mean <laughs> um, so yeah it was definitely just found no permission I'm a pussy so I get all tight butthole like are we gonna get in trouble are the cops gonna see us here are we gonna I've never been this far from home I can't get arrested man <laughs> <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the chick from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood <laughs> Come on, man. We can't go in that house, man. Fucking pigs, man. <laughs> um, here's another question. Yo, Palmer Squares. It's uh, Spanish Ed calling. Um, I like L fruit cakes. Left voicemail last week talking about how term never uh, has a hip hop recommendation. Edgar. This this week's hip hop recommendation was fire. Hell yes. Um. Yeah, just want to let you guys know. Keep it up. And uh, rest in peace, Ray Liotta. Right. Peace. Uh, here is another thing. Hey, so you guys have covered the metaverse before. And um, like Rogan has covered things like... I see where you're going with this. We're <laughs> Rogan. We're as good as Rogan, for sure. A lot of crossover there. No, no, no. I, it's the same show. I'm going to cut you off right there. Um guy, I imagine. Yeah, very perceptive. I'm Rogan. Chips being planted in people's arms and certain companies to have access to, you know, doors or meetings in 2019 and Bill Gates. You know, even bending. I just saw something also like of Klaus Schwab was talking about that. Who? Klaus Schwab. Say it again. Klaus <laughs> Schwab. He's like the the head of the uh, World Economic Forum. And, I've never uh, heard the the words Klaus Schwab. Or World Economic Forum ever in my life. He's another one of these fucking nefarious, like, head of an organization, a global organization who gets together annually or biannually or however annually. <laughs> and they talk about, like, how they're going to control the world for the next year or two. Uh, but he, and he had something about, like, uh, like, we have to normalize, like, people just fucking putting chips in their heads. Yeah, like... Uh I don't want a chip in my head. Who's that rapper? Is there really people like uh, Lil Uzi Vert? Lil Uzi Vert put a chip in his head. He started it. <laughs> Does he still have that thing in there? 
It's a detachable, you know? Right. Um, Klaus Schwab, go on. Are there people, though, like you and me, our age, who are like, give me the chip? I want to have a chip in me. Do you want to have a chip in me? I remember I had a conversation with Vanna Black Soul, like, last year about this. And, like, the basically the... Um, For convenience sake? Microchip implant. Is getting into a concert a little quicker that... Much yeah, no matter what, like, I don't remember exactly what the purpose... paying for your Fritos that important? I don't remember the purpose or what story was in the news at the time about, like, how that chip would be utilized or could potentially make human experiences better. But Chad was like, fuck yeah, I'd get that. And I was instead like, of, like, reaching in your pocket and pulling out your, your debit card, you have to go... You just wave your wrist. I don't know. It's it's Beep. interesting. Yeah, like... I can pull the thing out of my it's pocket. It's basically the vaccine debate... To a t- it's the same debate except with like more digital uh like the conversation goes way into the fucking tech realm with that like what you'd use it for yeah beep your way into well, events i think it's a different debate than the vaccine thing because no but it's the same thing you're putting something in my body and why do i need it it's the same fucking thing that's it one is more concerns i think uh with a lot of people about like adverse reactions and the other is like... Well, you like, don't think there might be an adverse reaction if they put the chip in you? Are you kidding me? That's the same argument. Well, the chip is more of just like... A, <laughs> it might do something weird that it's not supposed to. I am now 100% surveilled constantly. Right. But you, you already are. Which is an adverse reaction. If you, leave fo- if, if you leave home without your phone, like everybody freaks out. That's the same thing. It's, right. That's your chip. You could do that. People just could don't, you? People just could don't you? like it. I don't really know anybody it. that can do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing it if I like walked uh, to the store to buy a little bag of bagel wow, chips how or brave. something. <laughs> no, but like uh, I go buy my chips without my phone. It's an exercise recently of just like um, you don't need to listen to music for three minutes while you walk down the street to buy a bag of bagel chips. I'm, listen to the fucking sound of traffic. <laughs> yeah. And the kids playing in the park or whatever other noises. We've already had this discussion. Like, the way you put on your iPhone's music every time you enter your car is, like, I don't do that. Or, like, when I leave my house, I don't put earbuds in. If I'm going to walk and grab a coffee, I might just go grab that coffee. Right. And, like, specifically when I'm driving, like, sometimes I just, it's FM radio and then I turn it down. And whatever's on is just kind of on. And I'm, it's not, like, important to my everyday, uh movement or what's the word i'm like like in transit it used to be especially when i had my job and i would ride the train for an hour a day but i think like at least now yes you have the option to disconnect you can take the airpods out you could leave your phone at home but that all changes changes with the chip i don't know if the chip just exists to give you music in your ears and let you get on the train no no it's you like your I mean? id exactly but same thing like everything yeah, all of your everything that's in your wallet and how all of your you like hear? streaming apps on your device. How could you even that's in the chip now? Like, be told of the concept that they you would put a microchip in you and that would serve as your ID and it doesn't like trigger some like bad 1984 shit thoughts in your head. <laughs> By the way, um guy has a whole question about this and we we're ten seconds into his voice. I don't give a shit. He has a question every week. <laughs> no, we're gonna get to his question. <laughs> he already set it up so good, and all he said was Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like we've been off for five minutes. Yeah, I don't know why I got on Klaus Schwab. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, again, his dad was like a <laughs> like a like a high up Nazi officer. Let's see. I mean, he's going to ask us to talk Klaus about Klaus Schwab, not um guy. <laughs> the same shit. Let's see. 
to have access to, you know, doors or, you know, even vending machines and stuff like that. And I'm well, right. That's what we need. Up the chips. That, that's what we need. <laughs> vending machines. So like that's, of course we need that in America where obesity runs rampant. It's like, I can't reach in my pocket for the dime and then push it into the machine. I need to just go boop with my fat wrist. Right. You can't even see the wrist bone fucking cankle wrist. Boop. Like, I love how that's the example. It's got to be so much more nefarious than vending machines, but yes, I get it. Listening to a podcast about uh, transhumanism. So, my question is: Do you think that people working toward or just continuing to make more and more advanced technology is, you know, in like innately just an instinct for the human race, or do you think we just do it because we can? And two, what do you think? And this is something you guys have briefly touched on before. Uh, what do you think the consequences are uh, as of today, our place in technology, and what it will be in the future if it continues to become more immersive and literally physically part of our bodies? Hopefully that's a better question than last week. Hope I made up for it. Um, guy, love y'all. I'll give myself mm. a break uh, from calling in for Grab a some bench, um, guy. It's not your turn. <laughs> I already forgot what he asked. No, last week he had two. One of them, <laughs> he was kind of drunk, and then the other one, he's like, I hope you didn't play the first one. First of all, shout out um guy because he's never a poor sport. <laughs> he's he's not like, oh, why'd you play that? He just calls in with another question. Fuck yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. You did a fine job. We went off on our like Your toxic player, relationships um thing last week. And uh, yeah, all you, you said 10 seconds worth of nothing, and we already answered your question. So, uh, What was the question? It, he got pretty philosophical at the end i didn't cut i didn't follow wait what no. was part one basically you think we're good right now with technology or like it's going to get better with more so i'll run it get better no it's not always going to get better i think that's what we're, the chips it's not better well not better like uh no the technology itself will be better it won't be better philosophically for right that's what i'm saying it's it's going to improve constantly exponentially we got drunk you guys i know we got a little drunk we're being i, I need to hear the question just continuing to make more and more advanced technology is you know in like innately just an instinct for the human race or do you think we just do it because we can and so do is it instinctual in humans to develop technology or we just do it because we can that's a weird question I, I don't even know what that really means i think it is um in, instinctually in humans to develop technology i think it is there's the, yeah the, the saying Necessity is the mother of invention. And Was it instinctual history, for the Wright brothers to invent like flight or you know the technology around that? It's instinctual to like there develop. Was an, there to was create. a need to get somewhere yes. faster than the train exactly currently was getting them. So yeah, uh, as long as there's a need, the humans will like figure out an improvement in technology. That, I guess that's the that question. Serves that purpose is there a line? Because there is a need, but do we have everything we need? Do we need ships? Do we need to go to Pluto and to the other Andromeda strains and stuff? Like, do we need to do that, or are we pushing it now? Because right. like a technology well, did make of... life better, but it, it it may not proceed to make life better and better if yeah. like we go too far. And this is something you guys have briefly touched on before. Uh, what do you think the consequences are? Uh, as of today, our place in technology and what it will be in the future if it continues to become more immersive and literally physically part of our bodies. Yeah, consequences. Like we're we we're definitely already paying consequences now with just like I don't know uh, 
teen girl suicide rates and stuff. You could track it along with Facebook and social media stats and like the the image of the false image of beauty and whatever, like uh, cyber bullying, all these things that got ramped up with technology. Right. It didn't used to be as big of a problem, and now it is. So we're already paying consequences. And yeah, mathematically, I think anybody would assume with more advancements to the technology than more consequences. Well, you'll get, yeah, it'll be faster. You go Especially boop with your wrist and whoa, look. We've long since surpassed a point where technology advances faster than our rate at which we can like understand it. And I think at that point, then, yeah, those consequences multiply. I, I like, it's, it's sort of a thing I think about when I just even think about, like, do I even want to have kids ever? There's my own personal reasons. And then there's stuff where it's like, will there be water? Will there be, like, too many consequences to the, like, I'm sure everybody's thought that in every generation forever. Like, the, I don't, the future's unpredictable. Will it be worse than now? Because if so, then why would I want to? put my kid into that world or something. But like, I don't know. I feel like at this point, the positives outweighed the negative consequences. So we use it. That's why we still use all this crazy social media and smart technology. And then, uh, I don't know. I trust my kid. He'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. Look, if you die when you're 15, like, eh, it's not my fault. The world was too crazy. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying, um, guy. God damn. I should never take a week off drinking. That's all it takes to get my tolerance like. Oh, you want three shots? You want to get stupid? We should do questions first. Um, here's something else. Yo, that Nissan Quest TV line from Term, that unlocked a memory from me. My yeah. mom had a Nissan Quest. Hell yeah! Dark green. I don't know what kind of TV you had in yours, but I had the little, the little thing Pause coming it? up out of the floor. We had the little thing coming up out of the floor, the lump, with like the sideways VHS player attached to it, or it might have the VHS might have been in like the center console. Uh, and then my mom, something happened, and she traded it in for another Nissan Quest, where we got the TV that flipped down from the ceiling. So, so it didn't, I had neither Quest had both. They upgraded no. from the base lump right. to the. You had one uh, or the other. I but never I, had a TV, but a I car. got both because uh, my mom had two Quests. Go on. Or between the seats with the three-inch screen and the VHS player. It was player. so tiny. I remember watching Dumb and Dumber over and over and over again on that thing. Major Pain, another classic. Fuck yeah, dude. Wild Wild West. That one didn't age so well. <laughs> I think I even hooked up my N64 and played Zelda on a road trip one time. I don't know. Anyway, I hadn't thought about that in about ten years. And you brought me right back to my childhood, so that was that was good. Thank uh, you for that you're term. welcome. Oh, by the way, that and XTP you're album wreck was was pretty tight too. I've been listening to that a lot this week. Anyway, I'm gay, steeped in gayness. I'm very, gay. very gay. My no, father's I'm gay. gay. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. I am so ungay. Uh, thank you, caller. Hell yes, man. I never had a TV in the car. My mom had like a Jeep Wrangler, so that would just take the roof off the thing. Might have watched Major Pain on mine also. Probably. People are loving last week's album rack. Fuck yeah. Uh, They're they're loving it. What up, bitches? Uh, Term, George Jones, that shit hits. There will be peace in the valley for me. 
that shit gets me going. Oh my god. Sunday, <laughs> there will be peace in the valley for me. Ho 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 ho. Hell yeah. Uh, Ash, how come you never recommend any good albums? You know, like maybe you should take a break from like fingerboarding <laughs> and running all the socials to you know listen to some good music for once. Uh, piss on me, beat me, bye. Mm, I'm good. What did he say at the end? Uh, what did he say at the very end? Uh, piss on me, beat me, bye. Piss, piss on, on my, me, baby? Piss on my pee-pee? Piss on my pee-pee. Uh, piss on me, beat me, bye. Piss on you, beat me. Piss on my, piss on my beat me. I'm not getting it. Uh, piss on me, beat me, bye. Piss on you, beat me is piss what I'm hearing. Me. I'm trying to sound it out like when I'm working on a rhyme. Like, here's a Steven is easy. Uh, piss on me, beat me, bye. Piss on me, beat me, bye. Dude, that's going to drive me nuts. What the fuck are you saying? Piss? Piss on me, beat me, bye. 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 His favorite song is You Need Me. That's, that's the song we made with Arenio. My favorite song is You Need Me. Bye. That's what he said. Piss. Uh, let's try it again. Uh, piss on me, beat me. Bye. <laughs> what did you say? Um, I don't listen to music. I fingerboard and I run the socials, dude. That's, all I, that's what I do. You got to fingerboard to some jams. Sorry. While I'm running the socials, sometimes I'll like lay my phone down while something's uploading and I'll fingerboard it. Right. <laughs> and then I go watch M. Night Shyamalan movies. That's what I do. Uh, I don't know. Oh, by the way, I feel like this week's and last week's recommendation were like, I get the assist on them. Like, <laughs> you would have just naturally gotten into, I guess, I guess that was Zach. I was going to say Jay Dilla <laughs> without uh, me learning it from Zach. Right. <laughs> yeah, you didn't take me to the shrine. Uh, but I continued listening. Uh, piss on me, BB, bye. Cousin, you BB. 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 Uh, piss on me, BB, bye. I think he says, beat me. Call back and let us know what the fuck you said. And I, I'm like, every time I just go like, me too. Yeah, yeah, what he said. That's from both of us. Yeah, he likes That's from both of us. That's Term's bit, dude. Some of them are snoozers, but... What? Uh, I like them. What of them are snoozers? I'll, give me a week to look back <laughs> at the archive, and I, I can have an answer. There's only been like, there's been like less than five. I can count on one hand. I didn't say more than five, but I'm. I didn't finish. How many uh, that I've been like? Eh, yeah, this one's good. Well, that's the thing. Is like uh, I, I haven't been like this is a fucking killer album. You know um, what I'm saying? I kind of phoned it in. Das Races is definitely. I one. listen to music, but <laughs> one, one is easily one of them. <laughs> That's the best. I, I never listen. I listen to, to Das Races I weekly. Never, never it's like on a playlist album. of mine. Um, but no, when it comes to like <laughs> old seventies albums, especially when Term does like something like a live album of something I may have. Oh, this is Paul Simon, but his live album. Like, I didn't dog listen to Paul Simon live. You're talking about Bill Withers I like live Paul at Simon Carnegie, right? It's a doozy. Um, Brazilian music. I'm not into it the same so like so yeah a lot of them when term throws it on i do think it all, rolls. they all slap yeah they do a couple snoozers not the brazilian slaps but i'm just saying 
of two years or whatever or more of doing this bit. He's got a pretty good track record. Fucking uh, Smoochie. No, what's it called? Terms Album of the Week playlist on Spotify. Highly recommend Give it a fucking. Nobody, nobody checks that out. That's why I'm plugging it, dude. <laughs> you got to get some. I'm trying to give you some love over here. All right. Uh, here is. It's got 86 likes. Is that a lot? No. In fact, they say. Would someone say, else out there make a playlist and get 86 likes and be like, shit, yeah, I'm adding more to this. Don't waiters use the term 86 when they talk about getting rid of something? Yeah, get that shit out of here. <laughs> Yo, Acumenstral and Sperm Gay. This is Mike X from Edmonton, Alberta. Um, just finished listening to the podcast, and I had crazy nostalgia for the Pro Skater games. Uh, Underground is still one of my favorite games ever. Um, my question to you is, since you too. guys would always try to make Pro Skater uh, more realistic, had you ever heard or tried uh, the Skate series from back in the day? Didn't I like guess it. they're releasing a new one after like 13 years, and I'm going to keep it a buck. I love Pro Skater. Those games are great, but Uh-oh. Skate was an absolute game changer. Uh, I hope you poop hackers are doing well. Rest in peace, Ray Liotta. All right. Uh, what do you say? <laughs> Still stuck on. <laughs> Piss on my beepy. Piss on my beepy. What? Um, I'm going to keep it a buck with you, sir. I think I played skate a couple times, and it was just not. I had the opposite experience. Pro skater was like my loyalties lie there. There was a couple other skate games I tried afterwards, and not only was I like at the time growing out of PlayStation and games in general, but like. Yeah, THPS already had my heart. Like I fucking none of them like made an impact on me after Tony Hawk. Yeah, that was my experience. Too much of a foundation was laid. Yeah, it was like half the house. I did get the PS5. I did buy Tony Hawk, and I did beat the warehouse in the school. Except I can't like I can't find the fifth bell to wall ride. I fucking it's crazy. You'll you'll get it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It'll come. But uh. No, that, I, all that means is you haven't played it. I've enough. only had it for like, I've, dude, I've had it for forty-eight hours. Yeah, and I really only played it yesterday. I played a, a lot of Astros Playground. That's like the Garage Band to a Mac. It like just comes garage with it. Band. So much fun. Um, Hell yeah, yeah. We're gonna go kick COVID Molina off the couch and say it's fucking go PS5 nap in time. your bed. <laughs> um, I'm trying to play. I'm trying to be a fucking Superman. Hey, babe, can you take the COVID in the other room? We're gonna play PlayStation. Thanks. I'm trying to keep the world at my feet. <laughs> Seems the world keeps falling down around me. Yeah, I've, I've got some uh, people sent me the a bunch of shit. Feet? I don't know. DMs, emails about some PS5 stuff. Everybody says I got to do this game. Um, the Last of Us. I said, what's a good zombie shooter? Everyone said the same thing. I still bought some other game that right. I haven't played yet. But I still uh, I will work my Gears way into of War. it. Yeah, Gears of War sure. is awesome. Um, Call of Duty is fun. Was that the question? You should get a headset. Nah. Go fucking shit talk some nine-year-old. When you set up the PlayStation, it even asks, and they're like, so what kind of gamer are you? Like, promote my stuff socially into when other people are active on I w- I picked, like, I fly solo. I don't. Maybe I'll work my way into that setting. But no. <laughs> I picked a, I not just, a total fag. I'm literally only buying games that say, like, uh, online play optional or not required, you know? There's some things where right. you have to be online, and they're more for multiplayer. I'm tr- I'm steering away from those. I just want to sit on my couch, stoned, deactivate the mic on the controller, just be alone, please. <laughs> Leave me alone now that I have this. Um, one more question. What's up, dudes? It's your buddy Kale. I figured I'd call in and finally give you the story of Dart. Yes! Uh, Dart is actually 
Korean Garth Brooks. I was going to ask. I think uh, we called it. I was like, it, it looks like Asian Garth Brooks. A couple car, uh, calls ago, I was like, where's my Gart explanation already? Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, this sweatshirt is from another show that I listen to, and I think their producer what? is from Texas and sings country music. So I'm advertising uh, a fucking show? I don't know why the Google logo is on there. I think he might be their Googler when they want to look up shit show or something, but I thought it was a funny sweatshirt when it came out. Figured I'd send it to you since you like kind of goofy shit too, but kind of a little story behind it. Um, also, from the other week Can when the honest? um guy called. Can I be honest? Yeah. Keep it a buck. <laughs> Can I keep it a buck? <laughs> I don't love the story behind it. Right. You're story like, oh, some it? other guy's merch? Some, <laughs> yeah, and I don't know that guy? Makes me want to wear it less now. It has something to do with Asians? Get this shit out of here. <laughs> My grandpa fought in the Korean War, dude. Uh, no, hell yeah. Is it made in America? Can, like, Is there any redeeming quality to these threads? Could you tell me the name of the show? Yeah, oh, <laughs> Kale, we're going to need you to call some more. We, we have more <laughs> questions. Uh, what else? From the other week when the um guy called in with the, about the skating videos. Fucking um guy. Andrew Reynolds into didn't other do calls. the fucking first kickflip. That'd be credited to Rodney Mullen. Wow. Did um guy say Andrew Reynolds invented the kickflip? I don't remember I that. I wasn't even listening. If we didn't call him out on that, we must have been I can only dude. listen to so much of um guy's Damn. total call. He said that it was Andrew Reynolds. Obviously not. But I also grew up watching skate videos. I remember the old 411 video magazine. Tapes with uh, Lance Mountain at the beginning, always introducing them. That and the old Shorties videos. And Osiris was a good one back in the day. Uh, ES and a lot of those. But anyway, we'll catch you guys later. My first skate video ever so was a VHS it. of a 411 video magazine. I think it was episode, or you know, whatever, 44 or something in the 40s, early 40s. And it had Tosh Town in it, and that's when he was like a rookie at the time. There wasn't much video footage of him yet. He yeah. was in that. Uh, shit. Was it, oh, Shorty's videos. I had a couple of those. My favorite one was Guilty because it was just so, so wiggery and, and awesome. Of course. Steve Olsen's part. Oh, dude, I loved it. Um, that Osiris video was sick, too. Zach had the Osiris video. Yeah. The Storm... Is that what it was called? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Where's the fucking plug song? Hey, plug my song. I gotta get out of here. I got a date with my girl. I'm really excited. Me and my girlfriend, we sometimes watch movies over the phone. Because we're cute like that. Wait till you get a chip implanted and you don't even have to use a phone. You just right? open your eyes and the movie's on and your girlfriend's yapping in your ear. Doesn't that sound awesome? Isn't that better? Isn't that better? <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, and tonight we have a date to watch Billy Madison because she's never seen it. I am the smartest man alive! Any more brain busters? <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, I couldn't even tell you how many times I've like talked up a film. And then Billy Madison's a film. And then uh, <laughs> no and she's like, she's never seen it. And then I, I get excited to show her and then I put it on and two minutes in, she's like, oh, you know what? I've seen this. <laughs> and I can't imagine that doesn't happen with this. Yeah. But I explained the whole fucking plot. Adam Sandler plays a rich kid who yeah. in order to enhance, inher oh my God, 
Who, back. Take two. Who, in order to inherit his father's company, has to redo. Well, he all would enhance it by inheriting. He would. Yes. <laughs> he has to redo all of school starting good ideas. from first grade. Yeah. If that doesn't ring a bell. Spelling B R O C K. The C <laughs> is silent. Are you going to the mall this evening? Shampoo is better. <laughs> it, it cleans the hair. Conditioner is better, babe. Uh, anyways, YouTube comments. Can be fun. Here's Lucky Quarter. It says, "Some say the wishbone comes attached." What? Is that a reference to the movie? No. Some say the wishbone. There's no wishbones in No Country for Old Men. <sighs> Do we? No. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> All right. I don't say anything about wishbones in my verse. Uh, I don't think you do either. James, call in. I don't know what that means. I'm dumb. I'm a little drunk. Sorry, I have COVID. Uh, even keel. I'm pretty sure the 4K cut is just a 1440p cut upscaled when you exported it. All right, nerd. Fuck out of here. Are you serious right now? Uh, I'm pretty sure this is not full 4K. <laughs> like, keep it to yourself is my point. Watch it the way it plays. Right. <laughs> Anyways. What is it? What video is that on? <laughs> Even keel. What does that have to do with Richard anything? Richard shot it. It probably isn't 4K because his camera rules. He probably tried to play it in 4K and then he was like, this isn't for resolution. Oh. Anyway. Oh, I got here. <laughs> Dork. Um, word video. Way to fire dudes. Fire emoji. Way too fire, dudes. <laughs> These guys are fools. Can we get that in here? We got to get that in here. The fools one? No, uh, the dude from Tremors. Oh, Way yeah. to go, dudes. Yeah, I'll, get, I'll write it down. I'll make it happen. Uh, spooky language. I saw these guys at The Space in Connecticut like 10 years ago. They were chill the space AF. Space in Connecticut. Do you I, I can see it right now. So can I. Tell me about it. Uh, so when I met my girlfriend... Oh, you know this place. Yeah. You tried to bring her to a show and it was at the space. Well, she was at the New York show and then like came with us to the Connecticut shows. Right. And that's when we really got to know each other. Yeah. And then it worked our way down to and Florida. And we played space. Was that the same tour? Then she took a train back. Yeah. And we drove down to Florida where she lives and then we met Right. We met up again. Got it. And... uh so the space, Connecticut, she came out to that one. Oh, yeah. That's where I fell in love. Yeah, the place. Uh, and this this hurts me. No bar. And just like, it, it's like, you know, they got some like Lay's the potato chips that clipped for 50 cents, in but no booze. Right. It tough, reminded me. Tough room. The space in Connecticut reminded me of um, the Max in Saved by the Bell. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? I was going to say a high school theater. It was a high school burger, like where they would go, like get burgers and fries and yeah. stay by the bell. Yeah, it's a hang with out. Each other. It's a shack. We played a shack. The space was the max. Um, he says uh, he saw us there ten years ago. They were chill AF and threw a great show. My buddy smoked them up. Where were you, dude? Um, Christmas in your. I bingus. bored everybody with the details about my girlfriend. Cut uh, that out. Edit that out. Christmas in your bingus. It is perfect. Goodbye video with Will. Slept on. That's it. Colorado promo. And we're back to last week. So those are your YouTube comments. TBSportsPodcast at gmail.com and 708-797-3079. Give us a call. We'll talk to you next week. Or send us a gift. Please. A package. Um, a unit. A bomb, even. Stop doing that. Please do that. <laughs> send me a bomb. 
Uh, what else? Send us uh, not a bomb. An aborted fetus. Not even in a jar, just in a napkin. A Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> napkin. <laughs> yes. At Palmer Square's P.O. Box 47772, Chicago, Illinois, 60647. I check the P.O. Box weekly. Sad. And it's empty most of the time. Yeah. And it is sad. Okay, it makes me feel... At? Empty and unloved. Yeah, and then you send a, a Gart hoodie, and he's like, oh, I don't get it. It's <laughs> <laughs> fuck him, dude. Fuck the P.O. box. Only because you got a Jordan sweater. <laughs> it is great. <laughs> uh, Palmersquares.com slash shop. And, uh, you know, subscribe. Five-star rating. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, at the shop? Playlist. Subscribe at the shop? <coughs> no, to the show. Subscribe to, to the show. Brilliance. You guys... Even if you only listened like one time, which I don't know why you would be hearing it now, unless this is the one time, <laughs> but subscribe. I subscribe. I'm subscribed to a bunch of shows on the podcast app, and I listen to one of them. Hey, listen to this one. I listen to Jim Florentine. Listen back to our episode sometimes. from this week and tell me you don't understand why people wouldn't. It's like, oh, they just get drunk and they kind of lose it at the end. <laughs> and they try and, try and talk about transhumanism and sound like yeah, fucking yeah. total idiots. Yeah, they're real Rogans, these guys. Um, Tulsa, June 24th. We're at Foolish Things. The ticket link is live. But they are going to hear the monkeypox uh, <laughs> seminar and they're going to be like, this guy's in the know. Yo. This guy's based. <laughs> Tulsa. Tickets on sale now. PalmerSquares.com slash tour. That's uh, in a few weeks. Followed by Camp Say So Festival, Hartman, Arkansas. If you live in Arkansas, this is probably the only Arkansas show this year. So uh, in the event we, that it is, come on out. Right. And then the 26th, we have a show in Fartman, Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> Noise. Uh, Atlanta and July. These. We got to get it out of here. Atlanta and Got to get it out of here. Uh, and then we're going to be at Everwild in Ohio in August. Dude, I'm watching Goodfellas too. Billy Madison, Goodfellas, double feature. Hell Me yeah. and my girl. <laughs> uh, Paul, t- Paul Tamar. Hold on. There'll probably be a, a guy named the, Paul. Gotta get the rest of the COVID out in Baltimore. Baltimore. What are the odds? How many people at that venue? You think three hundred, two fifty? Like the cap, or how many we're gonna bring? Cap. <laughs> the cap. You want me to we're cap? Relying you want me to lie on wax and the grilled Lincolns to bring people. Out uh, of two hundred and fifty, three hundred people, there'll probably be at least one Paul in attendance. I went all that way for that. <laughs> I still got two more of these to empty out. All right. Uh, Baltimore also at the end of August. That's August 26th at the 8x10 with the Grilled Lincolns and Wax. Tickets on sale now. PalmerSquares.com slash tour. There will be no farting. The show will not fart. <laughs> it will be good. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, there is so much powder in these. I love it. Every time I, I squeeze one of these whoopee cushions, a big old cloud of dust comes out. Hell yeah. Prove Cinematic. It. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that little that fart. Was so much dust. I know. These are great. Vaughn. I can't thank Vaughn enough for her contribution. I to, thought it was going to be Never bogus. mind the show, just my life. I've watched him press every. <laughs> never noticed. The they always have a little poof of dust. There's a huge poof on that last one. It's like one, little dude. white chalk inside of these whoopee cushions. <laughs> I was puffing just on the zooties, dude. Makes everything better. Thing was puffing. Poofing. Puffing on zooties! <laughs> this mic is caked in fart oh, dust. Man. 
We really got to get back to making music. These podcasts are spent. What? Like, why, though? We really got to get back to fucking puffing on Zooties. Oh, my God. What is going on? Smoochie Gang playlist on Spotify, you guys. Are we ever going to know slang? No. Like... Don't not, make me have to lace you up. <laughs> not like eight months after it was hip. Well, I, I like getting into stuff like once it's over with. Just for once, Bring though. it back. I'm a hipster, you know? How do you? How does Future know about Zooties? He's older than we are. How does he have his ear to the ground? Is he, though? Isn't he? I hope so. God, I hope so. <laughs> Please, God, God damn it. I'd be in I'm your 40s, Future. I'm <laughs> looking it up. Future. Do I even have to type like a... That it's a guy. You can only puff so many zooties before it starts to take a toll on your face. You know, you look older than you are. It's so annoying that you type in the word future and he comes up. Yeah. I guess, like, like, what else would I be Googling? Why would you Google the future? (laughs) Yeah, future. (laughs) It just shows you your death. (laughs) He's 38. That was close. He's old as fuck. Yeah, he's (laughs) he's three years older than me. Sick. Do you know his real name? Uh, No. I don't think he even knows his real name. (laughs) How the fuck do you say this? Navadius. Look at that. Huh. N A Y V A. No, it's Navadius. Navadius. Oh, I'm sorry. You said Navadius. It's the Y before V except after C. V A D I U S. Look at his middle name. Damon. Oh, yeah. Not Damon. 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 Navadius. My favorite Wayne's bro is Damon. Weird. Nevadius. Yeah, future Demon, was a good call. <laughs> Wilburn. Wilburn. We'll burn these zooties in wow. the booth. You know what I'm saying, dude? It was worth the journey. <laughs> so much <laughs> dust. Uh, what else? All right. That's it. We're out of. Yeah, I was going to say, we could have ended 15 minutes ago. We're out ago. of farts. I know. My girlfriend is texting me. She's like, make with the Billy Madison. Yeah, are we still on? <laughs> I don't want to lose this, you guys. All right. Um. The homie, Drew Mantia, and his group, The Belief Cycle, new single out now. Let's get poppy, dude. Let's get some feel-good energy on our way up out of here. This is Hold Steady by The Homie Drew and The Belief Cycle. Smoochie Gang playlist. Find (coughs) it in there. Sorry. Now you're good. And uh, that's it. Smooches. (laughs) Um. Oh yeah. Kill. <laughs> I almost forgot about Whitey for sure. I was I was reaching for the stop button. What What do we do to Whitey? What do we do? Kill Help Whitey. Whitey survive. No, it, that's not it. Empower Whitey. Empower Whitey. <laughs> Whitey power. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys, it's over. Kill Whitey. Hold steady, you got. Just keep going, then you just keep going. Every single thing can turn around in a moment. I'm not through with the hoping things will change. If you don't feel the same, I can't just say. Show you what I can't do, show you what I can't do, show you what I can't do.
asking for this, so you gotta 